Bishchem. Today's Erev Rosh Chodesh Adar. Rosh Chodesh Adar is going to be tomorrow. I mean, tonight and tomorrow. Tonight is going to be Rosh Chodesh. We have to be happy when Adar comes. So let's get ready. Today's year is dedicated for the success of Israel. The state of Israel, for the Chayalim, for all of the soldiers, the hostages, Bezrat Hashem, that they should be returned to their families very soon. The Elunishmat, all of those who have given their lives, Al Kiddush Hashem, during the war. The Elunishmat, Esther Batiliyahu, Matitya ben Levi, Daniel ben Ephraim, David ben Iriya, Ephraim ben Yehuda, Moshe ben David, Rachamim ben Mordechai, and Yaakov ben Menashe. Okay, good morning, good morning. Okay, so we have a new topic. Uh, we might finish it very quickly, depending on how we go. We might even start a second topic today, but we'll see how it goes. The first topic is Levaya. So, does anybody know what Levaya means? Yeah. Somebody passes away. Right, so, we tend to associate Levaya as when somebody passes away, you go to a funeral, the funeral is called Levaya. The, the word Levaya in Hebrew, Lelavot, it means to escort somebody. It's the, the, the literal translation. Of Levaya means to escort, to to take somebody, you know, to accompany somebody uh, from one place to another, to continue uh, with them. So Levaya, in the sense of a funeral, means that yeah, uh, I am helping escort the body to go be buried, uh, to be taken to the uh, final destination in Olam Hazen in this world, you know, before the soul goes to Olam Haba. And so there's a mitzvah. There's a mitzvah to escort the body. Uh, there's a mitzvah if somebody sees, sees such a levaya happening that uh, a body be, is being taken to the funeral to, to be buried, to at least walk at least a few steps uh, and to go with the body is a mitzvah to do. Peleoet is not going to be talking about that kind of levaya. Levaya is uh, talking about, uh, Peleoet is talking about a different levaya. Today, and that is the mitzvah to escort people in general. When somebody is leaving your house, uh, you know, there you had someone uh, as a guest in your house who came over, and now they're leaving and uh, they're going to their next destination, they're going back home or uh, to wherever they're continuing their journey. There is a mitzvah of levaya. Chachamim say that it's a mitzvah to escort your neighbor at least a few steps outside your door. You know, don't just, uh, you know, whenever they, they're going, you know, they go to the door, bye, we'll see you, and I'm still sitting down at the table. <laughs> but take care. Shalom al Israel. Yeah, so a part of respect, number one. And number two is part of, uh, it's, it's showing them it's showing them that we're so happy that you came, it's difficult that you left, and you're giving them the conf- confidence that I'm coming from a place where I was loved. You know, this was a place that I was welcomed, and they were so happy that I was here, and it's difficult for them that I'm leaving. They don't want me to leave. So there's a mitzvah 
called Levaya. Levaya to escort a guest. When a guest came to your house, to escort them to the to door the uh, to the and to, to the car even, if you can, to go a few more steps outside. Okay, so his words. So this type of levaya to escort somebody, it's an, this one's an easy mitzvah. These are, uh, <laughs> you know, these are mitzvot that you get at a discount. They're very, very easy. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I feel Don't leave me. Don't leave. So this one's easy. Baruch Hashem. You know we have mitzvot that are harder. There are mitzvot that are more difficult in the Torah. This one is one of the easy ones. It's not so. You know. It, ask a question. Yes, sure. I know Ashkenazim have the custom of sitting with a dead body before the burial. Who is the part of the same custom? Uh, there is a, it's a good question, yeah, there's a custom, maybe even a halakhala, that we don't leave the body alone. Yes, there should always be somebody there uh, with the body, 100%, yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. What is the first? We're afraid that the evil, the devil comes and takes over. No, it's, it's just showing that we care. You leave the body by itself and nobody's near. What's going to happen to it? Somebody steals it, somebody disrespects it, somebody does something. Maybe more practical to yeah. be yeah. that they don't want somebody to steal and use it. Ask for ransom or something of that nature. Yeah, I don't know, but it's a mitzvah, 100%. It's a mitzvah you used to stay with the body that, you know, yeah, it's a mitzvah to stay with the body and not leave it alone until the body is buried. Somebody has to be with the body the entire time. Yes, it's a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Somebody has to be with the body and not somebody to be with, not and not to sit like uh, and watch Netflix while you're next to the body. Sit and read read Tehillim, read Tehillim while you're with the body, uh, unless it's somebody who's taking care of the body and taking care of what needs to be done. But it's a, it's a, actually a sacred responsibility. Uh, Kohen is not allowed to do it. Kohen is not allowed to do it, but uh, but it's a mitzvah to not to leave the body, 100%. Huh? So, yeah, so if uh, the person who passed away was an immediate relative, that the person becomes a mourner, you cannot read Tehillim because a mourner is not allowed to read the Torah. Torah. Uh, but you're allowed to stay there. You're allowed to be there. Oh, for a Kohen, you're saying. Yes, for a Kohen, he's allowed, unless it's your parent, then you're allowed to stay. But otherwise, uh, if it's not a relative, a Kohen is not allowed to be there. Uh, if a relative, it's a relative who passed away and the person is a mourner, a mourner is not allowed to read the Vret Torah, so they cannot be the one to be reading Tehillim. It has to be somebody else uh, who is there with the body and who, uh, who stays there and reads Tehillim. Uh, that's a side topic. We're back to the Pele, uh, the Levaya, the, the, the Pele Yoetz is talking about. <laughs> it's different. It's a different, totally different, different. different levaya. Yeah? It's a mitzvah that is easy to do. You, you walk just a few steps. It's a few feet. Uh, you walk with them, you, you did a mitzvah, you fulfill the obligation. But on the other hand, a person who doesn't get up from his chair and doesn't do it, <laughs> there are some pretty harsh words that are said about a person who doesn't do this easy mitzvah. The rabbis, they compared somebody who doesn't escort his friend outside the door as if he's a murderer. Murderer, so to speak, that you shamed him. You shamed him and you shamed the person. You embarrassed them 
by showing them, okay, come, doesn't matter. Uh, it, it, it's almost as if you weren't here anyways. <laughs> you came in, you what? So, and Pele Yoet says, there are many people who haven't learned this halacha. This is one of the halachot that it's worth it to teach it. Maybe if I'm here today and they ask me to speak, maybe we'll talk about this halacha. But he says, there's many people who are not aware. There are people who are not aware of this mitzvah. Either because they haven't learned it, or because they just don't pay attention. It's not on their radar that... When, when a guest comes over to the house, I should be escorting them to the door, at least to the door, and, uh, and if possible, even out the door for, for a couple of steps. Uh, and the worst part is, Peleo, it says, is people don't pay attention, but, Ohave Ashir Rabim. Mishle Shlomo says, uh, a wealthy person has a lot of uh, friends. There's a lot of people who love him. Um, the, the worst part is that if, uh, if it's a rich guest, if someone is wealthy and comes over, you make sure that you uh, escort him outside the door. But if it's somebody who's not rich, well, that means they're less of a person. Chas v'shalom. Chas And about that it says, Hoi ha'shav. There, there are people about, about such a person, if there's a person who will escort a rich person, a wealthy person, but is not going to escort somebody who's less than wealthy, about such a person, Ishayahu, Ishayahu the Prophet says, Woe to those who, who pull sins to themselves with their uh, ropes of falsehood. Uh, that, that they have, and the rabbi said, uh, Woe to those that Ishayahu says that they take the uh, simple uh, little things that are just basic fundamentals um, and Hashem treats them to us as if we did the greatest of sins. Meaning, what did I do? You know, I did something very, 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 very small. I didn't escort somebody to the door. But then Hashem will look at my resume and will look at my record after 120 and he'll say, wait, hold on a second, but when you had a wealthy guest, you, you escorted them to the door. How come this guy, you didn't escort him to the door? And over something so small and something so simple, which is as much as just getting up and walking with them at least a, a few amot to show a little bit of love and to show a little bit of care, Hashem treats us very severely over Same value over if it's you do it. Or you don't do it. It's a two extreme, two extreme. Yes. So if Hashem looks at the, again, after 120, you go up to Shamayim, and Hashem looks at our life record and says, hey, when you had a wealthy person at the t- <laughs> that came with you, you, you made sure to walk with them and to escort them outside the door. And somebody who uh, was a little bit less, just over uh, externals and over materialism, you weren't willing to get up for them and walk them. How dare you do such a thing? And over something that is so small, it's really so small, which all it takes is uh, get up from your chair, walk a few uh, steps with them, show a little bit of love, show a little bit of care. Over that we get punished in Olam Abba. Over that Hashem punishes us in the world to come. So, so somebody who truly cares, he'll uh, uh, tie his belt and he'll <laughs> make sure to cl- uh, close your belt, <laughs> strengthen your loins, and make sure to fulfill both every small mitzvah and every big mitzvah. And this is one of those mitzvot that appears to be small, but it makes a major difference in, our, in the fundamentals of what we believe in.
So we don't know that the reward Hashem has, what the reward is that Hashem has for us in Olam Haba. Okay, uh, good morning. Uh, the next topic, I don't know if we should stop or if we should start. The next topic is going to be Levisha. Levisha is a dress code. Uh, how are we supposed to dress? Yadua, okay, we'll read the very beginning of it. Yadua, it's known what our Chachamim said. Uh, prepare yourself in dress, in how you dress, whenever you come to meet Hashem. Which means that when we come to Tefillah, whenever we come to pray, uh, and this is whether we are praying in Kanisa or whether we are praying at home, wherever we are praying, we, uh, we have to be assured that we're dressing properly and that we dress well, that we look good. In the time that we uh, are praying, or when we learn Torah, we have to imagine Hashem is in front of us. If Hashem, is in, with us. <laughs> Hashem is right here. Hashem is right here in the room. So it, we, we have to dress up. We have to look somewhat respectable at the very least. Uh, even if a person is praying at home, not only in Kanisa that Hashem is actually here. Even when a person, people ask me this question all the time, actually. Uh, you know when we got the question the most? We got it during COVID. During COVID, because people were uh, praying at home every single day. But people were very frequently asking, but even uh, during the year, even during regular times, people ask, is it okay if I pray in my pajamas? No, I'm not going to go out for Arvit again right now, if, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, or I didn't get to pray Arvit, and now uh, I'm about to go to bed, and I'm wearing, uh, and I'm in my pajamas already. Is it okay for me to pray in my pajamas? Or if I wake up in the morning? I wake up in the morning and for, for whatever reason, not going to Minyan that day, COVID, any other reason, uh, am I allowed to pray in my pajamas or do I have to change? So Feather to saying over here, you have to change. <coughs> we have to change. Uh, are you going to go to uh, to visit an officer of the city? Uh, you know, are you going to go visit the mayor or go visit uh, uh, someone of importance? Are you going to wear pajamas? You're not going to wear pajamas. You have to dress somewhat respectfully. All according to what is the norm of the city that you live in. Two hundred years ago said this. Uh, a lot of people don't pay attention to this when they have to pray Arvid at home. When they pray at home. Or sometimes there are people that they love learning Torah late at night. Uh, and they're not going out. They're at home. At one o'clock. Yeah, one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> a person happens to be out later night. They're learning Torah. If if, a lot of if you can be dressed, be dressed. Sometimes you want to go to bed. It's the Shema. Yeah. What no, Kriyash, no, Shema Alamita. You can say that's before the last thing we do before we go to sleep. But here he's talking about. It's supposed to be the last. Thing. Yeah. But when we do our Vit, or even when we learn, we should try to respect our learning in that way. 100%. Okay. Hazal Baruch. We wish everybody a wonderful day. I don't know,